This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary are with you today. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's it going, man? It's going great. That's awesome. Fantastic. Are We're you, having a good day. Are you ready for the, the holiday? I am. Are you guys doing anything? Uh, we're going up to Orchard spend the okay. spend the holiday with uh, the in laws. Also, shout out to my wife Rachel. It is her birthday today. I did see that. Happy birthday, Rachel! Happy birthday, my love! Happy she birthday, Rachel! She doesn't. She doesn't care. She probably doesn't listen. She actually does. Probably, she listen to us every day? She, not every day, but she listens a lot, and she oh. actually doesn't. She doesn't like the attention. She but doesn't like give, the. But attention. I'm going to give it to her anyways. That's all right. Happy birthday, Rachel! I want everybody to wish my wife a happy birthday. If you go to my Twitter is, feed, you'll find her Twitter, and I want you all to wish her a happy birthday because it'll be very hilarious. I'll ask you this on like Facebook, in and out, or it lets people know when your birthday is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you get more comments saying happy birthday, or does Rachel? Ooh. Which um, one of you are li- are live? I, I think she might, because right. her friends actually care about birthdays. My friends don't. Okay. Like she gets more like meaningful posts about happy birthdays. I get a I get a bunch of just like, "Hey, happy birthday, man." "Hey, yeah. happy birthday, brother." And you get little Caesar's pizza. And I get little Caesar's pizza. Well, Mark asked, we had a meeting, it was fine. The little the Caesar's honestly pizza. the pizza wasn't for me, what, it was for the meeting. What happened to that pizza by the way? Uh, I think it all got eaten or somebody took it cuz I was excited to come in here the next day and eat pizza and it was gone. It was gone. But I did have some breadsticks. Perfect. Drumstick on the text line 402-464-5685 says happy birthday, Rachel. Thanks, Drumstick. So we'll just continue that throughout the show. I want to talk um, before we before we get into the bulk of the show. There was a mock draft that we wanted. I want to just enlighten real quick. Yeah, do you? And then after that, we will talk to Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity. Um, at 2.30 today, kind of talking a little bit. He's at the state finals, so I want to ask him about some high school football a little bit because he's there. Pierce um, and Columbus Lakeview played today. There's a 2.45 matchup, and then obviously the Class A title game, which you can hear right here on the ticket uh, tonight at 7.15 p.m. between Gretna and Omaha Westside. So we'll ask him a little bit about that, but then we'll also talk about um, Husker basketball, maybe sprinkle in a little Husker football, and maybe a, a, an interview that has a lot of variety in it. So we'll uh, give Jacob a run for his money in that in those regards. Um, but first, I, I kind of want to talk about Adrian Martinez a little bit because we didn't talk about it yesterday. We we talked more about Dan Mullen yesterday, which was a very good conversation. It was, it was very it was, weird of us. It was very interesting as well because it was the whole – they fired him at 34 and 15 career record. Still not and, over that. And Jay made an interesting point yesterday on Old School. If you guys missed it, um, check out the podcast at theticketfm.com. Jay made a really interesting point as we put a bow on this whole thing about just a couple weeks ago, Dan Mullen had to fire a couple of his best friends who were coordinators mm-hmm. and coaches. 
and Dan was or uh, and and Jay was talking about how Dan's probably sitting there like, man, if you would have just waited, let me wait a couple weeks. If, you, if I knew him. if I knew that I was going to get fired, I wouldn't have had to hurt friendships. I wouldn't have had to had to burn bridges and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And people and and I don't know how it works inside the programs. Maybe their their bridges aren't burnt completely, and they're still they're still friends at the end of the day. But there's got to be some sense of awkwardness between the two of them if you have to fire a coach. I mean, could you imagine firing a friend and then you get fired the next week and your friend's just like, hmm, yeah. wonder, oh, well, darn, man, yeah, that like, sucks. Is, is Dan going up to the guys and being like, hey, sorry, man. Like, I, Look, they told me I would keep my job if I fired you. It turns out that but they, then, I was wrong. But then I lost by one to Missouri and I'm yeah. gone too. So it's just interesting. Now, Jay made a very interesting point yesterday during old school that I didn't think about. And so um, that was an, an interesting way to look at it is if Scott Stricken, the, the AD, would have just let – Dan Mullen know that hey, in a couple weeks you're done too. Well, remember he just woke up. He did. Felt he just woke up Dan and Mullen. had a, had a different feeling about Dan Mullen. So um, let's get to the mock draft talk at the final segment. We'll do that okay, at two forty five. Let's let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk Adrian stuff. Martinez, right? Yeah. As always, our for, guy, as you know, the happy hour, very yeah. big Adrian Martinez fans. As always, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman text line. Please uh, feel free to chime in with your thoughts, as well as the Sutter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, as Rico waves to the camera. Now, is it just me, or has the narrative around Adrian Martinez and him either returning or leaving shifted in the last couple days? It is not just you. I also have a feeling that uh, people have gone from one end of the Adrian Martinez staying or leaving to the complete other side, and it's and, very weird the way that it happened, I guess. Yes, and can we just say that it's from the side of him leaving and Nebraska just separating mm-hmm. with Adrian Martinez, divorcing Adrian Martinez divorcing. and Scott Frost? That's a good one. It switched from that to Adrian's coming maybe, back. Maybe Adrian Martinez should come back, or he is coming back uh, for another year at Nebraska. It was very weird because everybody just wanted to move on, and they wanted you know a clean mm-hmm. break, start over with a new quarterback, uh, and then, you know, coupled with the injury and just the 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 thought process of going into the transfer portal and possibly getting a quarterback or the quarterbacks currently on the roster and the lack of of knowledge, I guess is what I'll say, yeah. about what those quarterbacks can be. Uh, people have come to the conclusion that, you know what, maybe Adrian Martinez would be the best option for Scott Frost to have some success next season. Well, what's interesting is we've talked about it, how in the game against Purdue he had four picks and this the staff was telling us that he was still their best chance to win and, and best option out there out of everybody in the quarterback room. And take that for what you want. Um, to you can you can read into that or you can choose not to read into into that whatever you want to do. But as we know, you will read into it. But here's here's my whole thing that's that's kind of interesting, and I've thought about this quite a bit. I've heard uh, other guys on the station talk about it as well, and, and we're all kind of in the same boat. But for me personally, Rico, I we've talked about the whole accountability thing and be and Scott Frost being willing to give up some of the play calling duties and and get it get turn over the keys to the offense to the whoever is the next offensive coordinator, right? Be more of a CEO type coach, yeah. yes. Is it, it it feels like if Adrian Martinez is welcomed back with open arms, it feels like that is going against everything right from the get go, before we even get to next season. It feels like that's going against everything because we talked about it last week. Okay, how 
if Adrian Martinez, you can say, if he comes back, you can say there's an open competition. And I still believe that even if Adrian Martinez comes back, they need to go into the portal for a guy. Mm-hmm. However, we, we both agreed on it last week, and there were a lot of people on the text line that agreed. And, and if, if y'all don't believe me, I can go back and, and quote them. But it was, if Adrian comes back, they can say it's an open, kit, open competition all they want. Yes, but in reality, how does a four-year starter not have a leg up? Mm-hmm. Now... Now that there's that injury thing, and, and I don't know all the details of it. I'm not the guy to ask about um, you know, if he needs surgery and all that good stuff. I'm not that guy. We don't have any type but, of information. But here's the deal is if if there is an injury, then you're going to have to rely on somebody. So you feel like I, I, you don't know, I guess, how confident they are in the guys behind Adrian Martinez right now Yeah, in, in Logan Smothers and Heinrich Harburg. You feel like they might not feel the best about them because of how this season has played out. I mean, you've had an opportunity to to sh- to give Logan Smothers yeah. more reps. I mean, Adrian Martinez broke his jaw against Michigan State, and Logan Smothers saw maybe a series, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Okay, Adrian, you're fine. Get back in there." You know, whatever they did to him in the in the uh, locker room, they're like, "Okay, get back in there with your broken jaw. You can't talk, and you have yeah. to you have to." drink your food through a straw for however many weeks. Yeah, no, you'll be fine. They had the opportunity to let Adrian Martinez rest and to to allow Logan Smothers to showcase himself and show what he's able to do in live situations when the bullets are flying, just not in practice when it's, you know, you're I mean, you're going full speed, but you're not really going full speed because you don't want to hurt anybody. Uh, so the ability to allow him to go out there and showcase himself. They had that opportunity for possibly one, two games mm-hmm. when Adrian Martinez was hurt and all the other times that he's been nicked up, dinged up, and he's gone right back out there. I know he's the one that's saying, you know, I'm good to go. I want to go back out there. But as a coach, mm-hmm. maybe you make a decision if you feel if you feel comfortable in the backup situation to sit Adrian and let him get fully healthy. So that kind of shows maybe they're not the most confident in what they have behind Adrian. Well, and, and he, to throw another wrinkle into the whole thing, if you remember correctly, a couple weeks ago in Scott Frost press conference, one of them, he mentioned that Logan Smothers just didn't have the game experience, didn't have the experience. And that is why it was after the Purdue game. It was because he was asked, you know, why why did you stick around with Adrian? And and Scott just said it's because the guys behind him don't have that experience. And Rico and I, along with some other people, were sitting here saying, well, when's a better time to get experience? <laughs> it's like when and, you graduate from college and you apply for a job and it yeah. says, oh, you need four years of experience, but we're looking for an entry level position. You can't get entry level experience mm-hmm. without getting an entry level job. Good you can't analogy, get quarterback Rico. experience without being put into a into a game to play quarterback. That's a great analogy, Rico. I, I, that's very good. Thank you. Um, but no, that's that's the whole thought on this is, and, and we're getting text off the text line that I want to get to here shortly. Um, let's go in and talk about one. If Martinez doesn't come back, most likely Frost won't be able to turn it around in one season. Here's in this all, and I, I'm going to mention it, it's going to be go ahead. the season does not end on Friday. It's going to be a very long uh, couple of months as they sift through possible replacements on the coaching staff and on the the whole idea of who is going to give up play calling, who is going to call plays. Does Scott Frost give up play calling once and for all completely? Um, how much is he willing to uh, give up in terms of not running his offense? Mm-hmm. And and that's where this all kind of comes full circle is because if if Scott Frost allows Adrian to come back or, or tells or, and pleads for Adrian to come back, then you kind of have an idea that it's going to look the same. 
and that they want it to look the same. And that is the exact problem that has gotten Nebraska to 3-8 and eight this year. Now, I could play devil's advocate and say, you could. and say Scott Frost brings in an offensive coordinator. That offensive coordinator believes that a healthy Adrian Martinez with a more improved offensive line and the the cast of weapons that he has around him and maybe more of a dependence on the running game, again, with a more improved offensive yeah. line where you can actually run the ball and you can protect your quarterback, maybe that offensive coordinator believes that Adrian Martinez is the quarterback that can get this done at a high level and and that offensive coordinator doesn't have the type of uh, uh, trust in the backups that they have or maybe you know you went into the transfer portal and the guy or or there's a couple of guys that you really wanted and they go somewhere else maybe Adrian Martinez is the only one that you believe is the one that can run your offense either to a T the way you want it to be run or or well enough better than possibly the guys you have on the roster or any of the remaining guys again if you don't get the guy in the transfer portal that you want that it is a possibility that Adrian Martinez is the one that can run the offense the way that the new offensive coordinator feels fit. And even if Scott Frost gives up the play calling duty, or if he doesn't, it could be possible that Adrian is the best option going forward. One one thing you mentioned, Rico, and I know you're playing devil's advocate, is something about the running game. And that if they want to commit to the running game next year, it's the same. It feels like the same storylines going into every season, and that's the exact reason that they're at sitting here with Scott Frost at fifteen and twenty-eight. And the only is way be- it changes is if, is if Scott actually Bingo. gives up play calling duties. Bingo. And- because if you bring Adrian back and Scott, you know, brings in somebody new but doesn't give up play calling duties, it's the same thing. It's the same movie as he said multiple times after after you know depressing loss after depressing loss. You know, I feel like I'm watching the same movie. Well. If you bring Adrian back and you're still calling plays, you're watching the same movie, man. Bingo. And that's exactly what I was going to get at and, and kind of talking about how it comes back full circle is Scott Frost is so is talking about how he's ready to give up everything. He's ready to um, hand it off to somebody else, basically. But bringing Adrian Martinez back is making the decision for your offensive coordinator who is... is in the preliminary rounds of making the decision for your offensive coordinator of who is the starter next year. And that's where the problem is right there mm-hmm. is because if the offensive coordinator doesn't fit Scott Frost system perfectly and you bring a guy like Adrian Martinez back who has been asked to do everything for this offense the last four years, then the offensive coordinator is going to have to adjust himself to what Scott Frost wants to run. Mm-hmm. Where what they're telling us and this is where that disconnect is, where we've talked about the disconnect. So just just looking, isolating the offense away from everything, this is where that disconnect could lie. One of the many places is that Scott Frost is telling the fan base, he's telling Trev Alberts, Trev Alberts is telling Scott Frost, vice versa there, and, and the coaching staff is telling the fan base that they want to run the offensive coordinator system. They don't want... Scott Frost doesn't need to be in charge of the offense as long as well as the head coaching duties. Mm-hmm. And Scott's already said that they don't Bingo. want to change the offense too much. Yes. And so that's where it can get really, really messy if there's some overlap of Scott Frost bringing back Adrian Martinez because then it's very, very hard to believe mm-hmm. that they're going to be able to change this and turn this around in one season. Now let me hit you with something else, okay? You bring an offensive coordinator, the offense changes, not too much, not too drastically, but it changes enough where it's the offensive coordinator's offense. It's not Scott Frost's offense. Scott Frost isn't calling plays. Again, this is this is the scenario I'm, I'm drawing yeah. out for you, okay? Scott Frost isn't calling plays. The offensive coordinator's calling the plays. 
the way he wants to run the offense is is keeping Adrian Martinez at quarterback, but taking some of 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 the offense off of his plate, where he doesn't have to create and do everything for this offense, where he can sit back in the pocket and make throws. Again, this is also including that the offensive line is improved. I, this is a lot of ifs. Yeah, but the offensive line is improved. The offensive coordinator is calling his plays. He wants Adrian Martinez to be the quarterback because he uh, he he loves his elusiveness. He loves the way that he can create more time in the pocket. But he's asking Adrian Martinez to do what what maybe a C.J. Stroud is doing, where you can run, you have the ability to run. You are a really good athlete, but we don't want you running unless it is literally the last option you have. Well, we want you to sit there. We want you to make throws on the run. We want you to do this, but. More importantly, we want you to take care of the ball, and that's going to be his his main problem is mm-hmm. is fixing the turnover issue that he has. But if the offensive coordinator believes that Adrian is the perfect fit for what he wants to run, the only difference is taking less of the off or taking more of the offense off of Adrian's plate and allowing him to just play quarterback and not play you know Nebraska's offense. It could work. But that's a lot of ifs. You know, the offensive line has to be improved. Adrian Martinez mm-hmm. has to be willing to do that and has to be uh, – not has to be, but but not like work. But he, he, he has to not turn over the ball as much, I guess, is what I'm be trying to say. Be disciplined. Yeah, be disciplined. That's the word I was looking for. And once again, we're going to say it again. We've said it before, and here it is. It all requires Scott Frost backing away like he wants to. I, there's no once again it goes back to the whole thing of why this isn't working it's not an effort thing it's I, i'm not saying that scott frost doesn't understand or want to back off it's just the the fact that there there's a good option or there's a good uh chance that scott frost is obsessed with nebraska football and there's no doubt and that's not necessarily a bad thing but in the way that he's he's um approaching it may be the problem. If the, I know that might sound very confusing, but he could be obsessed with Nebraska football, and that, once again, it's not the effort thing that it is. It's the way that he handles all of his responsibilities is that he wants his fingerprints all over it, and there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that he understands that he needs to take a step back. Like, everything he's saying, I'm not disagreeing with that he... I'm not thinking that he's just lying to us. I, I, I have no doubt that Scott Frost is standing there saying... I know that I need to take a step back. I understand I do. But there could be a chance that he just doesn't know how to while still being the coach because he wants this to work so bad. And that's the whole thing about this effort thing. It's not an effort thing. Everybody knows Scott Frost wants this to work. And there just may be a, may be a chance that he's just too obsessed with Nebraska football that it just might not work because he doesn't know how to handle all of his responsibilities while staying far back enough it's like it's like you know you're you're the, you're a parent of a of a toddler right and your toddler is working on a puzzle and they just can't get this piece to fit and they keep putting it all over the place and they're moving it around and it just won't fit and you're just sitting there you're like it just it goes right you don't want to help them you want them to figure it out on your own you're like it goes right there it, it goes it's it's right there mm-hmm. you have to put it right there you just have to flip it you have to turn it and then finally after after a little bit you're like okay here let me do it and then you yeah. end up you know putting that in there and that's that's Scott Frost right now with this football program where he realizes he has to take a step back he doesn't want to help he doesn't want to put his hands on everything and control everything he realizes he needs to allow his coaches to coach and allow his coaches to take ownership of of the offense and the defense and the special teams and everything but right now he wants to be in control of everything he wants to he wants to make the pieces fit 
but he needs to realize he needs to step back and let them work on fitting the pieces themselves. And that's that's his issue right now. Like you said, he's just a he's just obsessed with it. And like you said, it's not a problem to be obsessed with football, to be obsessed with Husker football, but you need to know when to take a step back and when to get your and when to be hands on. And just how to take a step back. 402-464-5685. We gotta take a break here in a little bit. Um got to get to Jacob Padilla from Hale Varsity. Let's read some of your texts. Frederick Frank says this the thing is Adrian knows Frost offense better than anyone. He needs to cut down on his turnovers. Is that fixable? development one thing that has um, hurt this staff all um, all tenure long while at Nebraska um, the thing is Lubick was supposed to be Scott's second pair of eyes yes um, we've, we're getting compliments on your analogy Rico nice job thank you I'm on a roll today let's take a break get to Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity next up on the happy hour follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC more of happy hour is next on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com